Welcome back to Spilling the Spiritual Tea with me, your host, Witchy Rose. Today we're going to be going through the do's and don'ts of protecting your own energy. Yes, you heard me right. Protecting your energy. It is a big must in the spiritual journey through Wonderland. And I am again seriously getting attacked by this fruit fly. Guys, this is insane. All right, let's get to the nitty gritties and not worry about that fruit fly. First, I'm going to take a sip of my much needed coffee. Oh yeah, that's some good stuff. I hope I find you guys well on your day to day, whether it be on your drive to or from work or anywhere really or just doing your laundry, doing everyday stuff, sitting at home, staring at a wall, whatever it is. I hope you're doing well, and I hope you enjoy this tea time with me in spiritual wonderland, or coffee time, or smoke and edible time, or drinking time, whatever time it is for you. It's six o'clock somewhere. It's nine o'clock somewhere. I'm a brunch person myself. All right, so let's get down to the nitty gritty. Today we're going to talk about what you need to do to protect your energy and why, methods to protecting your own energy, names and how they are a very important part of your energy and protecting yourself, the don'ts of protection, crystals, salts, and sigils, and the evil eye. All right, so let's get started. Why do you need to protect your own energy? I feel like the simple answer is because your energy is everything that you need. And that's the first thing that people are going to look for. Now, when I say energy, I'm basically talking about, you know, your time, your energy and your space. And people don't really think about protecting those things because we're taught in society that our worth comes from being productive and useful to the people around you. And in a sense, that's true. But we also need to realize and remember that we cannot, you know, fill other people's cups with an empty teapot. That would just be crazy, even in Wonderland. Um, So you really have to take that time to refill your own cup and refill your own teapot before going around and helping other people. Another good way of thinking about it is when you're in that plane, now I know it's 2020, no one sane is going anywhere and travel is a little bit different because we got to wear masks and I'm not going to hit the mask thing because you should just wear them. That's where this is going to go. I'm not going to, I'm not going to have a fight about it. But when we are in our airplane, the first thing they tell us is when the oxygen masks come down. You are first to put that oxygen mask on yourself before helping anybody else put their own on because you're no help to others if you're passed out. And that goes the same way for your energy and for spirituality and day-to-day life. This is the main reason why you need to protect your own energy because people either knowingly or unknowingly will drain you of energy. And you need to make sure that there is that boundary and that barrier because boundaries and barriers are very much healthy and a need 
they're not toxic, toxic is having no boundaries. So let's talk about methods of protecting your energy. There's so many different schools of thoughts and memories. Uh, memories. Oh, I mean methods. Sorry, guys. Words are super hard, apparently. <laughs> I swear I know what I'm talking about. But uh, there are different schools of thoughts and there are different methods to protecting your energy. It all depends on what vibes for you. And also, it depends really on what works for you. You could do one school of thought or the other. You can do a combination of everything. Um, one way of protecting is doing your grounding like I showed everybody in the first episode of this podcast. If you've not checked out the first episode, I would highly suggest you stop this episode and go back to episode one, intros. Um, and really look into those grounding methods and the zip up method. Those are a really great way to protect your energy and visually think about protecting your energy. Um, a different way is using crystals or outside methods. Yes. Yes. We're going to talk about crystals. I know some of you are like, oh my God, she's one of those. She's a crystal energy person. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I am. I'm going to, I'm going to take that badge with honor because it works just because you have energy doesn't mean everything else doesn't have energy and if you think so then I would su highly suggest you use the profound amount of open knowledge that we have on Google into your fingertips and do your own research because research has shown that yes indeed everything has energy so why couldn't crystals um, so you can use crystals you can use salt. A lot of, you know, cultures use salt and sea salt as a purifying um, natural remedy. You can use essential oils. You can use uh, sigils. Now, if you're not a practitioner, witch, or Wiccan, and have no idea what sigils are, what they are is they're basically... Um, They're a protective kind of mini spell that someone uses and puts either discreetly on their body, their clothes, or anything that's close to them or in the space they're trying to protect. And you charge it with your energy and your intent in oils or incense or, um, you know, lavender, any kind of smoking, smoke cleansing. Um, I would also like to point out, please do not use and refrain from appropriating uh, the word smudging or the act of smudging or white sage or even uh, peo santo. It is used in closed practices and unless you're initiated in those practices or were born into those practices, they are not meant for you. So we are just going to use stuff that is. And don't worry, that doesn't take away options for you. There are many, many, many options for you to protect and cleanse your space. Um, there are thousands types of, of sage out there, so you don't need to use white sage. Lavender does the job just as well, and so do incense. So let's just leave the closed practices alone and let them have what they need. 
Um, so you can use those again, like I was saying, you can also use incense smoke to protect your energy and cleanse and protect your space. Some people also use candles with colors and the intent because really everything it's kind of like, I don't know if y'all have watched Pirates of the Caribbean. I don't want to say, well, all of you have watched it because, you know, there's always a few that never watched those shows that everybody did. Um, but there is a scene in it where, you know, Captain Jack Sparrow says, this is a jar of dirt. And Eclipso goes, yes. And he's like, it's a jar of dirt. Will this help? And she asks him, you don't want it? He's like, no, no, I want it. And she lets him know, well, it helps. Same thing goes for all of these protective methods. If your intent is behind it and you truly believe in them, it doesn't matter. It will work because this is the energy and intent behind them. If you don't believe and you don't have the intent and you use them like flippantly or well, <laughs> with like, you know, a scornful, this is bullshit, then it's going to be bullshit because you've already told your brain and your energy that it is. So you have to see them with an open mind. Um, but yes, I'm not too much of a sigil person just because I haven't done my practices or my basis on it, but I will be doing a podcast later on more so specifically on these protective methods like crystals, salts, and sigils. And hopefully I can have a bonus guest that really works and has more of a knowledge base than I to talk to you guys about sigils, which is super, super exciting. So I'll keep you guys posted on that. All right. So some methods that people use, we're going to start off with smoke, um, incense burning, candles, anything and everything that has to do with fire and air. Those are really great ways to protect your current space that you're in and current space that you're going to be doing energy work within. Um, so again, with incense or lavender or any type of smoke based. First and foremost, if you are indoors, I would highly suggest you open up windows, not to let like any negative energy out or anything, because yes, you know, technically you'll hear a lot of practitioners say you must open a window so a negative energy can seep through or out, but really that negative energy found its way there without an open window. So they don't need an open window to leave, but you do need that open window because most homes that are built today have smoke detectors. And I don't know if you guys know, and I don't think you guys want to learn the hard way like I did, but smoke detectors do in fact get triggered real hard by uh, incense smoke and burning of lavender or sage. So please open up a window so that there can be ventilation and, you know, you don't look like you're hotboxing your house. That's just common sense and a good practice to have. Um, so when you are doing these, a lot of the times what I would suggest is you start from the beginning of your room, so at the door, and you move clockwise and try to put the smoke into every corner of the room because you really want to fill up the space with that intent of uh, neutralizing the energies and there's three things you could do. You can neutralize energy where your room is just 
a base so there's no real different intent you fill it with the intent you would like or banishment so that is you're trying to banish any and all negative energies within that space or cleansing which just basically means you are completely wiping the slate cream of energy in that room and you do so by going from corner to corner clockwise and then you can set up your um your lavender or whatever you're burning incense into a safe space so like a holder or if you have like a desk or any type of place where it won't burn down or you know you can keep it clean that's what i put that and then you would let it burn out or if it's like a large amount of lavender or a large amount of sage you can let that fizzle out and let it just smoke out until the fire goes out on its own um and then what you can do is you can keep all of that ash yes i know once you come into spirituality or in any kind of practice for those who are practitioners if you call yourself witches witches wiccans what have you uh you're going to find that you become a collector of small things and weird obscure things so ash salt Rainwater, moon water, Florida water, mason jars, all jars, glass jars, you will find those things will become super valuable and super collectible. Yeah, that's the person you become. That's seriously the person you become. And a love language becomes people who give you those things because they know that you like them. Um Anyways, you would be collecting that ash because it's really good to use if you are a practitioner and you are going to do uh, energy work or spell work or witchcraft, whatever you would like to put a label on it. And it's also really good to use for cleansing and banishment. Just for an FYI, a little, a little sneak peek at some other episodes that are coming your way on this podcast i told you we're going down the spiritual wonderland and when i mean we go hard in that in that rabbit hole we're going hard i mean anything occult anything hidden anything woo woo is going to be hit in this podcast so yes so please collect collect that ash i'm telling you right now i know it sounds weird i know your first gut instinct is to throw it out but don't get a mason jar get a little jar it doesn't matter and put that ash in there it is useful reuse recycle we're trying to save the earth so you might as well keep it because you can use it for other things no you have not become a hoarder but you're gonna get close (laughs) all right so that's smoke cleansing and basically what you're gonna find is gonna find that room is gonna feel smell and basically look like a temple If you're someone who's very um, sensitive to smells or any kind of smoke or you have allergies or asthma, that's probably not going to be the best method for you to use to protect and cleanse your energy and space. So you would probably look more into what we're going to talk about next, which is crystals. Now, with crystals, every crystal, every gem has a meaning behind it and a certain purpose. Um, A good way to look into that is, again, using 
all the knowledge that you have at the at the tips of your fingers with Google or there's quite a few um, books that you can find anywhere on Amazon or if you really want to help and support those small businesses and those spiritual businesses just I would Google spiritual businesses around you and go check them out a lot of them will have really great resources for crystals and protection um, and talk to the people who work and own the business because I guarantee you they'll have a wealth of knowledge for you and will be able to point you in the right direction as to what are great books um, to use and understand crystals. Um, if you're someone who lives more in like either small cities where you don't necessarily have so many of those um, like great small businesses. I know here, uh, Chapters, Indigo, uh, whatever you would like to call that store, we all know it by different names. They do have a section and it's called New Age section and they'll have like a crystal Bible and that'll have a really good uh, basis behind it. Um, but you're going to want to like do cross-examination. Basically, when you come into the spiritual field, you're becoming a student again. Whether the last time you were a student was in high school or in higher education in college or even at work, you're going to have to do the research. And when you do research, you're going to have to cross-research. So what I would say is look into spiritual texts because they'll have the spiritual um usefulness behind the crystals but then don't be afraid to also look at the scientific texts of how that crystal came to be and what properties it has because it would really help you understand why it works the way that it does and has its purpose and it also help you cleanse those um lovely crystals and salts because even though you use them to help cleanse and protect you you also have to recharge that energy back into those crystals and salts remember whatever you take you always have to put back um and that's something that goes for you and goes for everything around you everything always needs to be recharged always needs to be cleansed just like you need to take a bath every once in a while well i hope more often than that and just like you need to recharge and have your quote-unquote vacations or your me time, your crystals also have to have that time to recharge, renew, recycle, because they do hold on to energy and give energy. Um, so they also need to receive that. So when you get those crystals and you really get the knowledge behind it, um, a really good starting point is putting crystals in like a grid form in your room. So a good practice is putting like selenite or clear quartz um, which are really good rechargeable and energy uh, clearing crystals into the four corners of your room um, if you're looking for something to ground the energy and ground yourself and to negate or neutralize any negative energies, you're going to look for the darker stones. So you're going to look for termalite, you're going to look for any like black crystals is a really good form for that. Um, the only thing with those is you're going to have to make sure that you cleanse and recharge them every month because what tends to happen is they hold on to those negative energies and then when they can't hold on to them anymore, it gets recycled into either yourself if you're wearing the crystals or into the space that they're in. So then it just becomes a cycle of that energy not really moving and being stagnant. 
that's a good way to use crystals. Another way is using, again, like we talked about, sigils. Um, most people, what they'll do is they'll um, build their own sigils. And basically what it is, is by using the letters of your spell or your intent, taking away, I believe it's... Now, again, like I said, I'm not fully fully knowledgeable sigils I don't really use them in my practice myself we will be talking more in depth but it's basically like taking away uh, certain syllables until you get this monogram and then you put that monogram on something close to you so if your intent is for someone's bad energy to go back to them you would put that sigil on a mirror because the mirror would reflect back any negative energy anyone is trying to send your way to them um if you're trying to do something like feeling better you can put that sigil on something that you're wearing or like put it on yourself through using essential oils or even like your body spray or your makeup and then you just blend it into your skin and you've got a sigil that's sneakily there that no one knows about but you. And those are really great ways to put intent behind something and have that energy there for the day or longer. Um, then we have salts. Salts are a really good way to cleanse your own body and space. If you're trying to negate any negative energy, um, white salt is really great to put at the bottom of your door frame from end to end or even outside you the house door to keep any negative energies from coming within with that you know ash that i told you to keep you can mix that with salt and make black salt and that's a really good uh, salt to use for banishing negative energy from a space um and what i mean by that is like Normal salt does that too, but black salt has more of a um, solid, like, there's definitely no border here. You're not coming in, and it's denser in, in its properties. And then you have the Himalayan salts, and that's really good to put in baths or to recharge and cleanse your crystals um, because they have healing properties or even used to cook. It's really good to cook as well. And now then we're going to talk about the evil eye. The evil eye is seen in many cultures. And basically what it is, it's like a blue eyeball that's usually found in any type of jewelry. Uh, you can wear it on your wrist. You can wear it on your neck. Some people have it tattooed to themselves. And basically what that does is it, um, it's basically like having eyes at the back of your head when people are talking behind your back or jealous, it sees that energy and before it can touch you, it just resends that energy back to the person that's sending it or neutralizes it before it can do any harm to you. Because people's intents, whether subconscious or conscious, does affect you because it is energy and energy is thought. So don't forget, whatever is happening behind you that you don't know does still affect you because we are all energy and that just a really good protect way of keeping that energy away from you and from doing any really harm what else can we talk about for energy there's just so many facets really um but those are just the beginning phases some don'ts about protection is not doing any protection at all especially if you're doing shadow work or anything spiritual because remember when you're doing spiritual things like meditating 
or doing your shadow work or doing divination or if you're really into Wiccan and witchcraft and the practitioners of that or any kind of close practices as well any kind of thing that makes you more vulnerable in a spiritual sense you should always have some sort of barrier or protection you should never be open to attack because that's literally what you're doing you're being vulnerable and open to attack without having any spiritual protection or barrier don't do that you should always have protection you should always make your safe neutral or safe so that you know that while you're doing these vulnerable things there's nothing with ill intent able to come in and you are safe doing your practices so the biggest don't is not having any protection and that goes again with also doing divination make sure that there's intent or imagine yourself in a in a protective white bubble um, I tend to do that all the time and it's just a really great way of knowing that I'm in my bubble and nothing's gonna come in so that any messages that come, come straight from for, like my spirit team or from divine God the universe source whatever you want to call it they're all one in the same um, and that that connection doesn't become a broken telephone because someone's trying to tap in whether consciously or subconsciously so make sure you're doing your protections guys this isn't like an optional thing it's like when you go out into for those of you who know about snow and live somewhere that has winter you don't just go out in shorts and a t-shirt well unless you're canadian let me tell you a lot of them do that it's not viable it's not a good thing to do and i wouldn't advise it uh, for long periods of time you're going to bundle up you're going to put a scarf you're going to put a hat you're going to put gloves you're going to put that thicker jacket on to protect yourself um, from the out the wilderness the the weather so you want to do basically the same thing when it comes to your energy and doing energy work in your space you don't want to just go out there unprotected by yourself and go well we're, we're good where I don't know where I am. I'm in Wonderland. I don't know what's going on. I don't know the rules, but I'm just going to wing it. Yeah, that's not a good idea. It didn't really work out very well for Alice, so it's not going to work out for you. Um, and that's that's 100%. Like, I've never not seen it not work for someone. And you're just going to learn the hard way. So please do your protections. Please pick one of those options that I've said. You can also use candles. Light a candle that's white or black for protection or whatever color you resonate as protection and put it in a corner or beside your room and, and, and leave that intent that it's there to help protect and guide you while you're doing your spiritual, um, your spiritual practices, your work. You can also really just have your imagination. I know that, you know, times are rough and not everyone has the means to get these things and that's okay. You can do spiritual practice on the cheap. That's cool too. Uh, birthday candles are, are great option. Um, you know, a great option is also essential oils, but sometimes those do get expensive. Or you can use herbs that you find in your kitchen. 
again, just like crystals, you're going to want to do the research. You're going to want to look into their properties, both spiritual, medicinal, and just every day, and really get a vibe for what works and what's a good viable option. And and you can do it with tea. So while you're making your morning tea or your morning coffee, as you stir it with your sugar, your honey, pick your poison, your milk, your almond milk, your soy milk, as you stir it clockwise, just put the intent that that's there to protect you in and out of your energy and really, really believe it. Like you got to see, you got to imagine and let it go. And while you drink it, it's putting another barrier onto your skin of protection for your energy that day. Um, or you can just do the zip up method and the grounding method that I talked about before in our first podcast, really go back into those methods and connecting with mother earth is a really great way as well so if you have the ability to go into a patch of grass with or without shoes the shoes are always optional and really feeling the salt of the earth underneath you and feeling her grounding you there and replenishing you is a really great way of protecting and cleansing your own energy or if you're a water person same thing walk into the shores and let the water lap away at your feet and rejuvenate you and center you and give you protection protection is not optional though so you gotta pick one this is this is not an elective this is a core course you need to do it uh there's not more i can say about that really needs to just happen uh if that means you just wear protective jewelry or something on your body that's protective or hey if you're like me and really love tattoos and art do it up you will always have it on your skin and the easiest way to charge that is by washing it or putting essential oils on it or soap or anything really and you're good to go it's there always as long as the intent is behind it and really converse and talk to your tattoo artist about why you're getting it and the intent so while they're making that beautiful art on your skin the intent is also going within um I would also advise if you are a smoker or someone who does recreational drugs, before doing those drugs, I would make your space a happy one. It just ensures that you have a good trip um, every single time. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I know it was a little bit all over the place. Today was one of those days, but it's okay. We will be going back to the do's and don'ts. Um, and specific protections and specific um, aspects of it in different podcasts so you get a little bit more information and it's a little bit more specific information so that you can go more into it but I do encourage all of you to also use all of the sources that you have available to you and look into things that really resonate because you're gonna need to protect your energy while you're doing so just on a day-to-day like so people affect you less and you have a better human experience every time all right off you go on your way through spiritual wonderland hopefully you guys don't lose your heads on the process of trying to find your way home This is Witchy Rose, and I'm heading out.